Hey everyone and welcome back to Geeks in the Walls. Tonight we are kicking off our third session of Beneath a Leaden Sky. A Grim Hollow campaign featuring our wonderful PCs Emily, played by Sasha. Hey there. And Volan, played by Cleo. Hello. When last we left our intrepid duo, they had decided to take a long rest in the bowels of Cheltradet Manor outside the village of Crowsbend in the Soma province of the Ostian Empire. Let's jump right back into it then. So, calling it night is a bit... It's a bit of a potluck since, number one, it's the Ostian Empire where the sky is overcast constantly, and uh, you're in a basement, so it's a little hard to tell. Sure. After we take the long rest, I'm going to go to the hatch since the roofing in the manor is completely collapsed. I'm going to peek out and see if it's relative daytime. You can tell by the vague lightning of the permanent cloud cover over the Austrian Empire that, yeah, it would be what most people consider day. Then we'd best get moving. Yeah, kick the fire out. I'm assuming, unless you banked that thing well that it burned out a long time ago. Long rest is eight hours. Yeah. Yeah, true. I would have kept it going a little bit, but as I fall asleep, it would have died down. Yeah. Kick the embers, at least. Okay. Cool. Um, we were supposed to be heading to Lunsk. Which direction was that again? Uh, south, I think. Are we going to be heading back through Crowsbend before we head to Lunsk to make sure we head in the right direction? Yeah, sounds like a good idea. Alright. Open up the hatch, hold it open firmly. Cool, that's easy enough. Yep. You follow the footpath back. Uh, as you're coming back through the grass, it's you're kind of getting the idea from various people you see in the distance in fields and all that that it's probably around mid to late morning. Cool. I mean, it's the Austrian Empire growing crops without direct summer. It's a little bit of a difficult, but yeah. um, there you go. As you're going back along the path, you get this odd sensation of being watched. I'm gonna take a look around. Perception check. Um, perception. Oh, I have advantage. Oh, that's b- much better. Uh, plus so 70, 80, 90, 20. 21. 21. Easy, easy. Just off to the side of the road. They think they're well hidden, but you spot a cluster of five or six of what appear to be the local children in the long grass. Several of them are quite wide eyed that people are coming out of the manor that has long been the greatest dare for miles around. <laughs> I put my bear jaw up and hunch myself over. <clears throat> I turn around and hold up my arms. The response is immediate and not unexpected. There are now <laughs> six lengthening trails in the long grass <laughs> as the children scatter. <laughs> Me and my brothers used to do something similar with a cave nearby that the bears used to live in. Yeah. I'd drop the jaw. <laughs> Half-orc games. Except they, they'd coat their uh, sister in barbecue sauce and throw her in tied up. <laughs> Half-orc games. <laughs> the, the trip back to Crow's Bend is uneventful. 
uneventful, doesn't even begin to cover it. There's no actual rain today, so while the path is sodden and kind of squelchy, you're not in that constant precipitation. A bit of a relief. <laughs> the, the town is you know, going about its general affairs. You've got, you know, traders are open, bakers are baking, weavers are weaving, people are peopling. Yeah. It is reasonably busy, but you're not getting trampled by carts or anything. Yeah. Um, where was that contact you had? Um, we should probably go and see them again to see for directions for Lonsk. Yes, yeah, sure, that's not a bad idea. They were out past the river, the other side of the river. Alright, you're going to head out that way? Yep. Yeah, yep. easy enough. I'm trying to remember if your advanced backgrounds need a dice chair. Uh, I'll be able to tell you in a second. I want to say they do, I just can't remember uh, right this Yeah, second. DC 10 Wisdom Insight Chat. Go nuts. Oof. That's a... Wisdom, insight, two, five... No, I don't make it. That's a five, six, seven, eight. All right. Game. So um, you return to the hovel, being kind about it, that um, your the, the person was at, and um, it looks abandoned. Must well, it looks a... empty. Yeah, they empty, must have moved on. Abandoned. Um, we could hit the tavern, get some directions. Okay, if you think that's a wise idea. We're not stopping, so it should be fine. Back to the drunken goat. Back to the goat. Drunken yeah. goat. Let's see if I can bait you in a bar fight this time. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, the drunken goat at this hour is uh, less a drinking hole and more a case of there are tradesmen and some of the farmers who are either skiving off while their wives are looking for them or... Uh, <laughs> taking a genuine break because they got up with the quote-unquote son and mm. uh, having, you know, a meal or at least a drink. It's a different crowd. There's a lighter atmosphere. It's not jovial, but it's less drinking because it's dark outside and we don't want to walk home. Yeah. They come in, bar stuff kind of look over, mutter to each other rather large, burly individual with a big handlebar moustache, bald head. That white shirt, apron look that seems to exist as a trope in every tavern everywhere. Yep. Sort of looks you. You there? Yes. Didn't you break a chair in here last night? No, I didn't. No? It was one of your fool little people in the corner who actually broke a tankard over my breastplate. Was that the young one drinks all the time? Big sort of nasty thing on his neck? Was that him? I wasn't paying much attention to him. Fair enough. Either way, I'll kick his ass for it. What, what can I help you with? Your friend looks like they belong sort of... He kind of indicates in the direction of the exceedingly poor homes. They travel with me. They're my companion. We're looking for directions to Lonsk. You go south. Looking for work. Uh, you may find work there. There is always stuff down the docks, I suppose, but... And pull out the paper for the jobs list sort of thing. Ah, da, da, that one. Ah, yes, you'll f definitely find something on the Grabtak Desirs. It's the lake down there. Mm. I'll write the spelling down for you. Yeah, thank you. I saw, I saw you trying to make a note of that. I'm like, you ain't going to get that. Yeah, no, I looked, I was like... 
Uh, I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> Lonsk question mark. What was it? I didn't even think I could say that. <laughs> Neither. <laughs> Grub tuck to zero or something like that. Hey, you know what? Not too far off. There it is. Ah, oh, cool. <laughs> it's the lake there. You might be, might be able to find something. I mean, you're strapping. Your friend looks scrawny. But there's other work down at the waterfront that maybe... Well, where I go, they go. Yes. Okay. Thank you for the directions. No? Let's go. Uh, goes back to what he was doing. There I go. Yep. All right. Directly south of Crow's Bend is, well, the river. I'm assuming you head in that direction. Yep. Yeah. Cool. If we should follow the river, we should hit the lake and Lonsk's area. That would make sense. Okay, so you reach the river. Uh, do either of you have survival? Yes. Cool, can I get a survival check, please? Yes, you can. 21. Well, judging by the trajectory of the moon and the sun, that river that you're at runs west to east. So you can follow the river if you like, but... I get my compass out. Isn't your compass broken? Uh, don't believe it is, actually. It's a tarnished compass, but it's not a broken compass. Alrighty. I pull out the compass and go, this will tell us, right? Uh, yeah, that'll do it. Alright. Mark you're, it up. You're wanting to basically sort of go, okay, so that tree's there, those, the mountains are there. You're basically wanting to hmm. sort of eyeball a direction and a course. Less eyeball, more follow the compass. Hon- I was going to say, honestly, unless you've got a map and you're making a cartographical... Yeah, fair. A cartographic chart for it, um, you're going to be eyeballing most of it. It's basic orienteering. Yep. You take a look at landmarks, and when you get to a certain point, you check, yep. redirect. It can take a lot longer than Direct actually route. mapping it, yeah. but it's... A fairly sure way. It's not a bad one. So I'll get a survival check from you. Um, I will give you a plus two circumstance bonus because of your uh, you're using the compass. Yep. Twenty two. Twenty two. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. I have advantage on survival because of my background. Yep. Nice. You've got it covered for at least a good six hours. Cool. Nice. So, how exactly do you cross the river? There is no bridge here. Oh. Okay. Um. How deep is the river? Can I tell? Um, have you crossed many rivers in your time? No. It might be deep enough. Ah, kid, not around there. Come on. I look for more of the fishing spots. Yeah? Because shallow fishing, where they put the nets down the water and the baskets. Somebody's deciding to be smart tonight. Excellent. I love it. Yeah. Because I was just going to straight up walk into the river because she doesn't know better. (laughs) That would have been spectacular. (laughs) With the village being nearby, there should be those basket fishing areas where there's actually just more pebble. Yeah, and honestly, sometimes people build up areas where they can funnel fish through and everything. Yeah, cool. So yeah, it's easy enough to find. Yeah. Come on. This is the sort of crossing area you want. Cool. What would I do without you? Die, probably. Probably. The water's freezing, incidentally. She who has no boots. Oh, she one, one half shoe. Half oh, shoe. You, she what? who has one half shoe. <laughs> she doesn't know that anything's wrong. She just... It's water. It's she, gonna be cold. She probably finds it pleasant. And she just straight up follows. 
Your character really is a delightful bean. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm actually going to do the smart thing and take my boots off so they don't get waterlogged and walk across and then put them uh, dry off and put them back on because that's otherwise you get frostbite. Oh, this is a remarkable difference to um, me, dum dum, me make fire. <laughs> survival, oh. survival is a th- thing my character's good at. <laughs> I'm more talking about you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> We joking kid here. We all we all love Cleo. <laughs> anyway, so you cross the river. It's easy enough. The grassland kind of stretches out. It's it's fields and meadows and trees. Oh my! For quite a number of miles, I'm not going to bore the pair of you and our listeners with a detailed description of the rolling hills and grassy pl- expanses of the Ostian Empire because. Quite frankly, no one cares. <laughs> no, seriously. No one cares. Tedious travel is the worst part of D&D, but at the same time, simply going, I'm going to skip over that, is it, it cheapens things. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so, uh, it takes you about, judging by that distance, I'm going to say it takes you about 12 hours, so I'm going to need a, another, uh, check. another check. Do I get the plus two for the compass? Yep, because I whip the compass out again. If you're still using the compass, then yes. Heck yeah, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. Okay, you found out that you were actually off course slightly. You were heading more towards um, the mountains a little bit. You correct. Crickets start chirping. You're hearing night birds start up. And the sky is getting darker. Can we, we don't know, we can't tell where the town is, can we? Uh, Nowhere near you. Nowhere near us, Okay. We're going to want to find some shelter. If you would like both of you to make a perception check, then... Oh, I've got advantage on that one. Can I borrow a dice? Yeah. I got a uh, 21. Cool. I got a natural 20. Okay. Nice. Plus four. It's the only one you're ever going to get. I know, right? <laughs> it's my one of the night. Yep. All right. Ahead of you, you both see a pinpoint of light. At this distance, it could be a campfire. It could be... Some poor, poor, foolish soul walking with a lit torch. Let's keep going. If it is some foolish man out here with a torch and brings so much attention to himself, he might need some help. Okay. Making a beeline to the light. Cool, cool. Heading towards the light. No, wait until combat starts. Then you can get towards <laughs> the light. Anyway. Takes about twenty minutes. Like okay. the the ground is reason like the area is reasonably flat, so you can see a fair way. It's not well lit, so light stands out. Yeah. yeah. After about twenty minutes of hustling, the grass shortens down into I would call it turf, but that give that, that gives an impression of a uh, manicured lawn. Yeah, yeah. So it comes More. down to just short grass. And uh, you are at the wide verge of a road. Oh, it's a road. That's <coughs> good. This will probably lead to lunch. A little way down, because you had to take you know, a wider sort of track due to geography, you see a little ways down the road to your left what appears to be a fire and a group of about five, maybe six wagons. Ah, huh. old caravan. Other travellers? Possibly, yeah. But let's not approach because they might be bandits. You never know around here. How can you tell? I can't tell from this distance. But uh, 
I'm gonna get a little bit closer and kind of like look at the kind of people that are there. Not particularly trying to hide, but just being very cautious. It's still dark and, you know, there's a fire, so if you would like to roll perception to get a decent look at them. Uh, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Okay. Uh, you spot a group of people around the fire. They do not look like bandits. A couple of them are quite, how to put this delicately, corpulent, rotund. Okay. Well fed. And they're also richly dressed. You can see the firelight glinting off a ring here, a, a heavy medallion there. You're also seeing shadowy figures moving around the outside of the wagons, but they're looking out. Uh, that's uh, not something we should get involved in. How close would you say you are? Uh, about 100 feet. Okay. Make my way back to the road. Well, you were on the road. Oh, on the road. I stay to the road. If we keep nearby, if there is trouble, we can rope them into it. So I I light up a torch and I move off to the side. We'll stick here. It's far enough away that their guards won't, hopefully won't tell us to move on. Okay. So are you sticking near the road? Yeah, just off the road, but like... Are you continuing to travel or are you stopping? We should stop here. I don't know how far the town is from here. And if we do get wildlife or bandits, us sticking here for the night, we're more likely to get help. Okay, makes sense. All right. Did we bring any of the tiles from the manor house? I don't believe Yes. That. Yeah, we did. did? Because we did mention that last session, that it would be handy. It was mentioned that it was handy. You didn't say you were taking it, but I'll allow oh, it. Oh, sorry. That'll be a slip. I would have brought um, two of them. Yeah. I placed well, them. You've got a backpack, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So placing them down to then build a small fire on to make sure we don't burn down the entire grasslands would be a good idea. I would actually yeah. suggest maybe even putting it on the edge of the road, like yeah. the edge of the road. So Most likely, yeah. I'll just place it down there and start a little fire. Yep. Can you grab me just some of the... Try and find some... Sticks? Sticks and stuff, yeah. Okay. Stick close. Yes. Yes. I will... Are we still in the grassland area? or? Yeah, are... you're still in the grassland, but you're at the edge of the road and... Whoever maintains the roads in Soma, probably whoever rules it, um, keeps a certain distance of about 10, 15 feet from the road, at least cut short. Yeah. It's probably some group of reapers' livelihood to keep the roads slightly clear. Yeah, maintained. Okay. Um, I'm going to look for, yeah, sticks, dry grass, things that will burn. Yep. Um, keeping an eye out for, if there are trees, there's more likely going to be sticks near trees. Yep, makes sense. And, yeah, keeping within, distinctly keeping within about, I'd say, shout range. Yep. So, 100, 100 feet or so. Yeah. Of Volan. Okay. So, you're going about, you're off in the sort of... Foraging. Foraging. Okay. You know what, give me a survival check. You're hang you're hanging back way by the fire. Well, by what you have so far. Yeah, that's fifteen. Fifteen. All right. You have a rather close encounter with a snake. Oof. 
It's dark. Yeah. You go, oh, there's a stick. Nope. Yeet. Snake <laughs> gone. Well, the fact that as soon as you pick it up, it moves, the reaction is yeet. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's uh, not a stick. That, that's an in... Fun fact, that is an actual inborn instinct for anyone born in Australia. If you touch a stick and it moves, the yeet happens. Yep. <laughs> Don't know what it's like for other countries, but over here, if it moves, it is yoked. <laughs> that is the past tense of yeet, right? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. Except in this case, it is spelt with a J. <laughs> J-U-T. Yoked. Yeah. That, that's a joke for those who know mythology. Yoten. Yep. <laughs> anyway. Oh, I'm going to stop my bad humour right there. So, <clears throat> apart from that one incident with a rather confused snake... You manage to find a small bundle of sticks. Um, technically called a term I'm not allowed to say on podcasts. Do you know that one? Uh-uh. Starts with F and is considered offensive. Uh-uh. Okay, never we'll mind. We'll explain to you later. Yeah. <laughs> Me so, sorry for those of our listeners who enjoy fun facts, but I'm not allowed to say it on podcasts, and I'm not risking it. <laughs> anyway, you come back with your bundle of sticks. You're getting everything set up. Can I get a passive perception check for the both of you, please? Uh, well, just you tell me your passive perception. We both have 12. Cool. As you're getting everything set up, you hear the sound of gravel crunching on the road from the direction of the wagons. I look up. You see two figures approaching. They step into the circle of dim light range of your fire. They're dressed in um, doublets that you've never seen before. You, you've seen... Your typical, you've seen guards and that kind of thing come through Crow's Bend, but um, these are a different style and cut. They're not one you recognize. Hmm. Sirs? Our uh, employer would like to speak with you. His, ac- his accent's odd to you. Certainly. Okay. Go on, Rocket. Follow me. I shadow her quite yep. closely. The two guards can lead you back to the wagons and. Uh, yeah. Motion you into the circle of firelight proper. There is a man of about 40. He's His hair is short, blonde, and greased down. He has this odd sort of curled blonde moustache and a small goatee. He's wearing a doublet of that similar style. It looks just different. Mm. Like, different cut. The fabrics seem a little brighter. Uh, his fingers are just bedecked with rings. <laughs> and he's wearing a wide gold chain with a medallion with what looks like some kind of yellow gem at the centre. So uh, th- There's also a uh, whole suckling pig roasting over the fire. <laughs> oh, it's a suckling pig. If it was a boar, my character would have been more, like... But th- this is like apple in the mouth. And oh, yeah. Sir? Ah, excellent. Our uh, neighbours. Duck- I duck my head so not to show my eyes. Uh, it is said that uh, the Ostoyan Empire is not the place to uh, be alone at night. I didn't want to intrude, sir, so I kept oh. my distance. Ah, your manners are clearly impeccable. Obviously, things I've heard about this nation are uh, exaggerated. Yeah. Oh, 
F forgive my lapse in manners. My name is Marcus Dupont. I am from Volendorf. My name is Volen. Oh. <laughs> Any relation to the town? Well, the city? Unfortunately not, sir. Fair, fair. You're uh, from one of those northern groups, aren't you? Yes. Indeed. Don't see many of your kind down this way. Fascinated to know what you're doing down here. Um, is your friend mute? Uh, she's very shy, sir. Ah. Uh, she's only a child. Ah, uh, I understand. I have a daughter myself somewhere, or several, probably. Please, join me. Uh, never let it be said that the hospitality of the Burke Empire was uh, solely contained to its borders. Uh, may I offer you ladies? <laughs> that is a girl, yes? Yes. It's hard to tell under the <laughs> fleas. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to clean her up a bit. <laughs> yes. Um, may, may I offer you libations, food? Uh, water would be grand. Thank you. Of course, of course. Are you certain? I have wines and ales. Not all of them are bound for... Uh, not all of them are bound for Riven. I... It, it's... Uh, thank you, but I wouldn't want to take advantage of your generosity, sir. It's... You can't take advantage of something given freely. Thank you. I... He <laughs> claps his hands. A flagon for our northern friend and water for... The pile of rags. The cup of water is brought over to you by this young man. He honestly looks about 12. But he is rail straight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's even carrying the cup on a small wooden tray. Thank you. Of course, ma'am. He comes back with your, fl with your flag and on a tray. He's holding the tray with both hands this time. Thanks, kid. Of course, ma'am. Take a small swig. It's... Damn good. Um, whereas a majority of the ales that you've had in Soma are very hop-based and heavy, this is a lot lighter and more wheaty. You take a look at it in the light and it's very light. It's a yellow gold as opposed to the dark sort of browns and blacks of the local ales. This is very good. Not much of... never tried something like this before. We have our differences, the Ossoian Empire and the Beric, but um, I must honestly say, if I could get a foothold for our ales and beers in Nova Stoya or Riven, oh, well, I wouldn't have to travel anymore. <laughs> now, uh, can I interest either of you in meat? Uh, that'd be much appreciated. Of course. Thank you. Oh, you do speak? Excellent. A, uh, Tall, sort of muscular individual comes over. He's wearing what look like blacksmith mittens. Picks up the spit, takes it over to the back of one of the wagons. That now that you look, seems to be filled with nothing but sacks, boxes, hanging meats. Yep. He folds down the tailgate, picks up this cleaver, and just pushes the suckling pig off the iron spit and just thump, 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 quarters it in a few strokes. Nice placed onto a... I don't want to use the word trencher because that's stale bread that's been dug out as a bowl, but it's placed onto a, a dish, mm. wooden sort of terrine almost. A quarter of it's passed to the... Um, well, to Marcus. A quarter's passed to you. 
quarters pass to you, and the last quarter is just kind of set aside. I put a little bit on, a little bit more on Emily's plate. Okay. Eat up good. Please, enjoy, enjoy. Marcus immediately tucks it. It is cooked to perfection. It's also seasoned yeah. nicely. There's, you're tasting a bit of pepper, a small amount of almost fruit mm. in the skin. Dang, I'm going to have to try and do this for mine next time. <laughs> uh, forgive me, but um, are oranges common in the Australian Empire? Oh, no. Uh, Not that I've seen. Then I suggest making for the border. <laughs> Though I would never try to influence a true and loyal subject of the Australian Empire. Perish the thought. <laughs> yeah, the m- most of the cooking I do is simple, just meat on fire. Oh, there is a lot to be said for the rustic flavours, but, um, well... This is really good. I tend to prefer a finer taste of things. That's why my personal chef has his own cart filled with, well, everything he could possibly need. You hear the chef kind of say, fucking everything, you donkey. (laughs) At which time I'm actually just digging in, his fingers picking it, picking (laughs) it apart. (laughs) Yum, yum, yum. Mmm, meat. <laughs> meat, yum. Yeah. Yum. <laughs> meat, good. Emily's first taste of meat. Yum. You got a lot of something here. And I motion to her face. Yep. yep. So, uh, please tell me, where are you travelling to? Uh, Lunsk. Really? On purpose? Uh, we're looking for work, sir. Oh. Um. We're just travelling around. We've had a flyer. It's the... F- Closest place we could see. Might have tried Borrowfell Mines. You're less likely to get stabbed in your sleep there. Fair enough. Look, again, I'm not trying to influence you. I don't have a stake in your lives. Charming though you are, and fascinating you are, my friend. Um, but Lansk is... It's a lake town. Well, it's a lake city. They smell hmm. bad. Stagnant water and all that. And they tend to think themselves quite. Oh, they tend to think of themselves quite highly because they are one of the major fishing places. However, <laughs> what they have in fish, they lack in salt, so they can't exactly move it anywhere. Hmm. Also, if you're looking for any helpers for the travels, I mean, we can well, certainly. Your credentials are um, rather obvious if you're. Forgive me saying, uh, wearing a breastplate and carrying a rather large axe, so... Oh, uh, my apologies. No, 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 please, please, please. I, I'm not meaning to make you uncomfortable. I'm meaning your credentials for work are blatant. If I were to, say, gesture at a rapscallion and say, cut them down, you would probably bring them to me diced. <laughs> I've heard that your kind have a penchant for violence, uh, I dislike stereotyping, but... I can handle my own, yes. Excellent, but what can your friend do, apart from seemingly attract every tiny scrap of cloth within a 20-mile radius? She's only been under my wing for a short time, but I'm trying to teach her things, and I'm kind of taking her on like almost like a little kid. She was lost, and... She doesn't have a home, so I'm trying to give her one. You are safe here, child, but... She can hold her own, though. Really? How so? 
clear off one of the bones. Yeah. Toss it over. Hit it. I, I bring out one of my pistols and probably not going to be able to hit it. Probably so, not. But um, but I do let off a. You don't take the shot. Let off a shot. I'll allow it. Take the shot. Ugh, it's going to end up as a 12. 12. And here's the fun part about D&D armor class. Uh, armor class and hitting things. Because, yeah, there's minuses because of the size of the target. Actually, I don't even think there is. Uh, technically, it has a higher DC. But, um, yeah. The pepper box comes out. There's the telltale click. As the drum rotates and the hammer comes back, there is a boom that seems to echo in this open space where anything could hear you for miles. (laughs) I didn't think of that, do I? Every single guard in the place is suddenly pointing a loaded crossbow at you, but the bone is split. Well, nice. it's a bone. It's not going to have a lot of hit points. So I'm not going to bother making a roll for HP. It's a cool thing. The bone is shattered by your bullet. Marcus sits back. That is incredible. You may not know a much, much else, but I'm going to teach you. Uh, my, my dear girl, may I see that, please? I, I, I tell you what, tell you what. He takes off the wide chain. You hold this, and I will hold that. There we go. Is she simple? She's learning. Ah. Ah. These are remarkable. I haven't seen anything like this since... Oh. Last time I saw something like this, where was I? I was in Altenheim. It's a fine craftsmanship. I, I have better manners than to ask where you got it, of course. But, um... Takes back the chain, puts it back on. Well, they are masterfully made. I never did ask where you got those. Where did you get them, kid? Ah. A girl must have her secrets, of course. And I put my guns, I put my pepper box away. Well, I'll be honest. You both seem to have rather, wow, rather impressive credentials, especially this young lady here with, um, that while we're talking yes i'm actually going to check over my pepper box and make sure it's fully loaded both of them yep i'll allow it it normally takes an action in combat but you're not in combat yeah so i'm just taking my time to fully check over it and make sure to load it properly yep i'll allow it i'm traveling to novastoya by the long way through riven i have some business there and then on to novastoya uh, that's the capital of uh, Soma and most of the Austrian Empire that matters, hmm. just in case you weren't up with geography. Now, because you're joining so late, I can't offer you the full fee that I offered these men. Oh, he looks around, and they've still all got their crossbows pointed at you, and some of them are looking like, what the f*** was that? <laughs> There's a decided, hang on, she's in rags, where did that come from sort of feel (laughs) oh put them down clearly if these two wanted to do us harm none of you would be able to stop them huh clearly i'm overpaying them anyway 
I can't offer you the full fee that these sullen fools are receiving, but that's because they came with me through the mountains, and, well, I'm finding you on the side of the road in the Australian Empire. But I do have a bit of a budget that I can use for discretionary things. Now, that said, it won't be a lot, but I can offer to pay you both for your services as bodyguards, entertainment, company... I have a couple of clerks lurking somewhere over there. But uh, they're not not exactly conversationalists, if you understand. And again, you fascinate me because I have not met one of your kind so far south. Yeah, uh, my family and I have been roaming uh, pretty much all around through the forests and stuff. We made a living through hunting, so Hmm. if you need meat and things, meat, hide... I'm a good hunter. Well, I will definitely hold you to that. Some of the um, preserved meats are a little... The cook kind of looks around like, how dare you? I I lean over and just tug the bear pelt into the light a little bit, showing the... Oh, yeah. I um, pull off my bear pelt. Offer a trophy like that, there has to be a story. No, I insist. Um, <laughs> ten gold each for your services as bodyguards, security. Um, in your case, procurement when required. Yes, does that is that appropriate? I lean over to Volen yep. um, and just murmur in her ear, "Where to? Uh, where to?" What's say ten gold each to Riven, and then we can negotiate from there if you wish to come further. Yeah, we can do that. You don't got no place to be, have you, kid? Trust me, Lansk is vile. Absolutely repulsive. Yeah, I've not heard much good about it, but work is work, I suppose. Well, true, but there's work that will pay, and then there's work that... You use your pay to drink to forget you're working. (laughs) Alright, sounds like a deal to me. Excellent. Um, Just to make things formal, you'll forgive me. Oh, what was his name? Archibald! A small... Again, the word squat comes to mind. He's a softer individual than you've seen being around farmers and hunters and that kind of thing. This is obviously a man who leads most of his life sitting behind a desk. Yeah. There's a certain posture that's hard to shake. Yep. He comes running over. He's wearing possibly the biggest set of glasses you've ever seen. (laughs) They go from about his cheekbones to his eyebrows. (laughs) Yep. And they give him... From some angles, it's almost an insect-like look, and from others, he looks like a stunned owl. <laughs> He's dressed in what would almost be a monastic cassock, except in from certain angles in the light, you can see that his is black to cover ink stains. <laughs> it's very much a scribe's robe, but it, it's an older one. Emily shows rather interest, leaning forwards, pretty much staring at the glasses. And her hand comes uh, up to come try on, and... Come on, kid. Sir, what, what, are, what are these? 
Oh, oh, have we been attacked by wastrels? <laughs> what is that noise it's making, sir? That's a little sheltered one you got there. Ah, uh, yes, but one of the best scribes in Volendorf. Or at least that's what I paid for and got him. Mm. <laughs> Archibald, I need you to witness the formal agreement that these two will serve a variety of duties for myself and the caravan between here and Riven, with the option to extend their employment as far as Novostoya. Are you willing to do that? Yes, of course, sir, of course, sir. He adjusts the glasses, and for a second, his eyes seem to stretch. (laughs) (laughs) And Emily's just, like, pretty much staring at the glasses with obvious interest. It's rude to stare, kid. Does she bite? Oh, she's just a kid. I'm more likely to bite than she is. <laughs> she leans back, fallen leans back, chuckling. Uh, yes, sir, of, of course I'll witness. Of course, of course. Fumbles around in this robe that one minute it looks like it fits, the next he is like lifting parts of it and reaching into it as though it's like four sizes too big. <laughs> it's that kind of clothing. Yep. Pulls out quill and parchment, fumbles around, pulls out a small tube, pulls the cork out of it, dips the quill in, and it looks like it's a small vial of ink. Mm. Pretty much use- very useful for um, emergency signings and writing and that kind of thing. Mm. Almost a traveling scribes thing, really. Yep. But, um, may I have your names, please? Volen. Volen. And Emily. She does talk. Wow. Hi. Hi. All right. Um, well, I've marked it, but you do agree, of course, yes? Yes, yes of course. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Um, Archibald, bring them, bring 20 gold pieces. Uh, yes, 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 sir. Of course, of course. Um, should I bring the whole chest and you count it? Archibald, I trust you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Scarpers <laughs> off. With that very awkward run of the the bookish. Yep. yep. We all know it. It's the nerd run. <laughs> Emily's going to leave over and murmur to Volan. I want to see his glasses more. Oh, well, I'm assuming she knows what glasses. Again, it's that whole thing of you look at it and the word and concept come into your head. We've not seen glasses before? Do you mind if my little friend here takes a look at uh, your scribe's glasses? She's not seen... Not not at all, quite honestly. I find it hilarious when they come off. (laughs) Especially if he's not too keen on the idea. I'm a bastard, what can I say? (laughs) Archibald comes back with the coin purse. Oh, sir. Oh, thank you, Archibald. Now, um, give the young lady your glasses. Sir? <laughs> you heard me. She'll give them back. She is simply curious. Yes, sir. Takes them off, and instantly his huge eyes go... <laughs> and he's looking to him squinting, kind of screwing his face up as he holds them out. And I take them. They're the they're set into a wooden frame. Mm-hmm. And I turn them over, looking at them quite closely. Yep. Um, Be gentle with them, because it's glass. 
and I'm looking at them of a perspective of how would one recreate such an item. Okay. So it's a matter of curiosity. How would one build? The DM has a matter of curiosity as to why you're curious about magnifying lenses. <laughs> Bing. Distrust. Host of Galt, yeah. the builder and crafter. Yes, fair, 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 fair. I thought you were going to be looking at how to make a scope for a gun. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah. That's oh jeez. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> Come on, she's going to use every opportunity and her breadth of knowledge. Yeah, no, com- completely fine with it. However, as a small side note, this is why DMs don't trust smart players. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, she's got an innate curiosity of all things higher technology, like the yep. pepper boxes, lenses, yep. all yep. that kind of stuff. Do you put the glasses on? Yes, I'm going oh, to right. put the glasses on and have a look and Uh-oh. see what changes. Okay, can I? Get but I'm, I'm I'm looking down, yeah. so nobody necessarily sees my eyes because you know because they're huge. Because they're, they're huge and they're glowing. Pretty much, yeah. So, um, can I get a Constitution save, please? <laughs> oh dear, Constitution save. Yep. Uh, plus four, so seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. That is twenty-one. Okay, never mind. I heard one. I heard ten, eleven, twelve, and I'm like, <laughs> but then twenty-one. Never mind. Yep. Oh yeah. I rolled seventeen plus yep. four, so. Yep. Well, I am not gonna make you try not to vomit. <laughs> <laughs> I once I'm done, I hand the glasses. I offer the glasses back with a here. Thank you. <laughs> Eyes back to huge. By the way, it was not a pleasant experience for you to try the glasses on, but you didn't vomit. Yeah. <laughs> Marcus <kind of> chuckles. <laughs> All right, Archibald, shoe back to. What were you doing? I, I, I was transcribing a piece of literature, so. Really? It's your off hours and you do that? I will never understand people like you. Shoe! Boom! Archibald can, ah, leaves. <laughs> Goes back to one of the wagons. So, I said ten gold each, yes? Yeah. And we agreed in front of a witness. All right. He holds out the coin purse. There you are. Sir. Welcome to the service of the Burrick Empire. Do you want me to keep your money for you, or would you like it? Yeah, keep it for me. All right. Well, if you will forgive me, I... Uh, Feel I'll turn in until the morning. Uh, one question before you uh, course, before you turn in. Only, um, only one, <laughs> please. <laughs> are you carrying any fabrics at all? I'm, I believe there was some, not exactly on consignment, more of a wing and a prayer. Why is that? Are they to be sold? Yeah, hopefully. Um, I toss some of the gold back and get some fabric for her. I'll make her some better clothing. I'll tell you what, let me do an inventory check in the morning, we may even have some clothing. Let's face it, the Australian Empire isn't exactly big on our style, so we may find something that can fit a waif. How does, how does that sound, my dear? She nods. Excellent, excellent. Use your voice, kid. Yes, sir. Please, call me Marcus. Marcus. There's a kind of grumbling from the other guys. Oh, come on, fucking sir. All right, I see how it is. <laughs> yeah, the chef's like, a, 
the chef's over there seemingly mixing some sort of spice blend call him a shit but whatever <laughs> yes and if you didn't do such wonderful things with truffle oil you'd be on the streets the chef kind of looks back and says no I would be working in a establishment much finer than your kitchen touche anyway oh. welcome to the employee of the Burrick Empire and um, I will leave you to it for the evening that he gets up and makes his... He has a very slight rolling gait. Yeah. He's, he's someone who sits a lot and enjoys his food. So. I'm almost imagining the... Oh, what's the dude? The big fat dude from um, Resident Evil Village in the cart. Oh, the, the Duke? The Duke. I'm almost imagining that, but a little bit thinner. Think, uh, if you want a rough idea and a good idea of what I had in my head, you know the blonde Asgardian who fights alongside Thor? He, he's, for some ungodly reason, he's an Asgardian who uses a rapier. Oh Although yeah, him. He's probably from one of the other nine worlds, I don't really know, but you know, he uses a rapier, he has the slick back hair, he has the very French curled moustache and goatee. That, but... The size of the redhead guy out of Thor's little band. <laughs> you know that one who's yep. like, you know, Thor gets exiled and he's hoeing into like half a cow? Anyway. Yeah, yep. that build, but with the blonde guy's general features. Aesthetic, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's a great image I had. But he does have that sort of rolling gait where he's not... Uh, he's not waddling, he's not nearly unable to move, but it's definitely a... I sort of need to just build up a little bit of a head of steam if I'm going to move fast. Yeah. Hell, I do that some days. Again, I would bedroll for Emily. Yep. You can tuck him for the night if you want, kid. Thank you. I'm going to help the guards. I pull out a, a, my worn blanket um, as well and lay down on the bed, roll yep. blanket over me. Cool. I'm going to drape my um, fur pelt over. Yep. And you go join the guards? Uh, first I'm going to head to the um, the chef. Mm-hmm. So, you want to cook with some real meat? For a start, do not approach me upwind. Your smell will sour what I'm working with. Uh, you're one of those people. Are you even people? I look at him <laughs> with a sour look. You were talking about some kind of meat. What, what are you offering? I was going to offer that I go and catch a ball. Oh, that would be most pleasant. Thank you. Go on. Fetch. Oh, fetch something, all right. I'm going to go look into... Um, uh, how am I going to do this? I don't know. How are you going to do this? Or, you know, to quote another DM out there, how do you want to do this? <laughs> had to, had to, had to. Um, probably heading to the tree line. Yeah, yeah. Is, is there a tree line? Not really. I thought we were ah. in the plains. Yeah. I don't know. We were in the plains, right. Yeah, you're not far from the forest, the stillborn forest specifically, but um, you're not by any means close to it. Your best bet would probably be deer, mm. venison. All right. Um... I take a look for um, animal tracks. All right, survival check. Natural 20. Nice. Stay All down. right. Uh, With a plus the, four. What is the total? So a 24? 
Yep. Alright. You're doing your commune with the game half-orc shenanigans. And yeah, you come across some tracks. They don't appear to be too old either. Sweet. Stick down. Heading for it. Alright, you're doing the whole creepy, creepy, creepy. Yep. Do you have any kind of projectile weapon? Uh, nope. Then this is going to get fun, isn't it? Because most people don't hunt deer with a battle axe. Just tell that, tell that to all of my family in the uh, and the orcs. <laughs> Alrighty. So, you're following the tracks. Mm-hmm. I'll take a survival check. Nineteen plus four, not twenty-three. Twenty-three. All right, you are going to fail horrendously soon. You're aware of that, just based on the law of you. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I love you, and I hope you succeed at all the things you want to succeed at. But I know your dice rolls. I know. At a critical moment, it's going to sit there and go. <laughs> no. <laughs> yep. And it's going to be hilarious. <laughs> anyway, so. The tracks are fresher now, and you come across a small pile of still warm scat. Uh, since it's still warm, I'm going to find a larger pile of grass. Yep. And kind of hunker down, and look around. Because okay. if it's still warm, then they're close by. Yep. As you're hunkering down in your cops, which I believe is the term for it. I think so. Like your large cluster of longish grass, you hear a sort of bellowing trumpeting sound look towards it okay uh would you like to make a survival check to identify it before you look around uh yeah cool 18 yeah that's an elk Ooh. that's big meat how do you want to go about this i'm gonna keep keep low yep if it's in the area then it'll be oh it's not far it's not far away if you're looking out you actually can spot it from where you are Cool. How far away is it? Say about 40 feet. Cool. I'm going to stay dead still. Mm-hmm. Wait for it to come closer. I guess stealth check. Uh, where is stealth? Stealth decks. So, 16. All right. It does not appear to have noticed you yet. Cool. It comes closer. It's kind of wandering, eating... Wandering, eating. You're hearing others that you assume to be like other elk of the herd around, but this Not as one close. is close. I will take another stealth check. Mm. Ooh. What's that? It's an eight. Eight. How far away is it at this point? Say we about twenty feet. Sprinting for it. Let me describe. <laughs> <laughs> the elk gets. About 20 feet away, chewing at some of the low grass, brings its head up and looks straight at you. Yep. Okay. Sprinting at it. Okay. Um, as you sprint at it, it lowers its head and comes at you. Okie dokie. Initiative. Oh, that's out of, the, out of the box. All right. Got a 19. Okay. You're going first. Nice. Awesome. I'm assuming object interaction, getting your battle axe out. Yes, battle axe cool. out. Yep, object interaction. And I'm going to take... One second, I'm going to check something. What are you checking? I might Savage attack. Savage attack, it's when you get advantage, but you also get... That's reckless attack. Oh, that's reckless attack. 
Uh, Alright, just a quick interlude here while some rules are checked. No one's expected to know all the rules all the time. That would be insanity. I mean, it'd be cool if you had that kind of encyclopedic wait. brain, I'm not gonna lie. I don't have Savage Attack, that's my bad. It was still on my sheet from when I was pre-making okay. stuff. Yeah. No, it's an orc thing. It's right. oh, I'm Wait, an idiot. Are you talking about reckless attack? No, or? savage attack. It's something entirely different. Uh, yeah, that's my triple crit damage. It's a half <clears throat> orc thing. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna take a swing for it. Okay. Thir- uh, thirteen plus six. Thirteen plus six. Yeah, you hit. Right. That nice. is nice. Do d twelve. That's a nine damage. Nine damage. Okay. So you bring, you pull your axe as your char- as your you and this thing are charging at each other. Yeah. You manage to sidestep its antlers, which you know you feel them scrape across the front of your breastplate as you're spinning, yeah. like pirouetting along the side of this thing. So you bring your battle axe around and carve from haunch up to shoulder. Nice. It's not a career ender, but it's pretty damn close. Nice. That was nine, yes? Yes, yep. nine damage. Cool. <clears throat> Alright. And now it is the elk's turn. The elk turns, and again, it's 20 feet from you, because the charge just carried it through to the yep. cops where you were. Turns, and it comes belting back at you. Yep. What's your AC again? 18. Okay. Uh, yes, that is a solid hit. Oof. That'll uh, be fine. That is nine points of damage back to you. Uh, no, sorry, twelve. Twelve? Yeah. So... And can I get a strength saving throw, please? Sure. Natural twenty. Awesome. Yeah. With a plus six. So twenty-six. The elk comes charging in. As it gets up to you, it tosses its head. The tips of the antlers rake up your legs, across your breastplate, across your left arm, narrowly missing your face. Yeah. But you do hear a slight clink as they rattle across the jawbone that's hanging from your neck. Yep. The blow has a lot of force behind it. Oh, yeah. But as you feel yourself start to go back, you just bring yourself forward again and like, nah, you're up. I'm going to use that shock back yep to actually bring my axe down on its head I like it I'm gonna use the momentum and switch it around cool with a 19 you hit for an 8 damage this time paint me a word picture how do you <laughs> as I'm really tell, tell back, me how it dies yep I'm gonna bring the axe straight down the center of its skull nice not touching the horns, yep. but cracking the skull, almost shearing it in half. It's a battle axe. It's being swung from behind your back yeah. down with the added momentum of you basically throwing your weight forward to counterbalance being knocked over. You do shear through its skull. <laughs> there is this wet crunch sound as your axe goes through the elk's skull and buries itself in the ground. I wipe off the... I'm bleeding a little bit, obviously, yeah. from my legs and stuff. So I tie it off yep. with some rags. 
pick up the elk. <laughs> that was Emily's favorite shot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna toss the elk over my shoulders. Yep. Uh, what's your strength? Strength of 18. Yep. Okay. And I make my way back. Cool. Obviously picking up my axe and yeah, yeah. she uh, putting it back. Yeah. Well, you can carry it. Once it's over your shoulders, you carry your axe. Yeah. I mean, so use, that? Use, use the handle as a bit of a walking stick if you want to get the, get your gimli on. Yeah. Cool. I'm not going to be too slow about it. I make my way no. back in a... No, you've got place. no reason to be slow. You're not exhausted or injured. Yeah. More well. of a, almost a jog back. Yeah. Because I've... My character would have been doing this since she was a kid with boars and yeah. other elk. So she's just yeah. making her way back. Yep. All right. You make it back easily enough. Um, I'm assuming you walk into the um, into the camp and just, oh, chef. Fuck. It's pretty much a, oh, shithead. Well, that for me. That's not a boar. But it is elk. So you have my appreciation. Are you hungry? Quite. After a hunt, I take one of the I take one of the legs. Ah! Uh, oh, please, 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 let it be dressed first. Leg is hunter's prior. Uh, hunter's. And hatch. then, then you are entitled to it. But please, let it be dressed first. Please, don't be a savage. Not, not in front of me. <laughs> Fine. Thank you. I snap. I snap the horns off though. Trophies. Of course. He gets one of the other guards to come over and guard basically dresses the elk with almost professional skill. Like, nice. you're sitting there going, yeah, no, that's how I'd have done it. Yeah. Might have done that a little bit differently. Oh, he's using the brain method of starting to preserve the hide. Nice. Yeah. I'm not going into details on a podcast about how you do that. Because <laughs> it's gross. Yeah. But anyway. And you are presented with, well, I say presented, but it's more a case of the leg is uh, run through with a iron spit. Nice. And it's placed over the fire. Nice. Uh, just in case, I suppose, the chef puts down a bowl of what looks like chopped up dried leaves and a bowl of salt. Nice. Uh, no, I no idea how to use these, though. I don't usually season. Well, you... you you sprinkle them on to taste. You know how to work with salt, at least. Well, yeah, salt. Might take a sniff of the leaves. Yeah. They don't smell too bad. It smells, to put it in perspective for players, it smells like a mix of rosemary and thyme. Yeah. All right. Though heavier on the thyme. God, that'd be, good. that'd be really good right now. <laughs> Making myself hungry. Steady on. <laughs> Hence why I already had my snack. <laughs> I nudge this. I nudge Emily awake. Yep. Huh? You still hungry? No. Thank you. Alright. Cozy up, kid. I'm gonna try. And I would have also noticed. Wait, are those antlers? <laughs> did, you grow, did you grow horns? <laughs> yeah. I sit up and have a look at this elk antler. Mm. Nice. And I point towards the um, carcass being. Oh, it's been dressed and it's hung up. Yep. Did a little hunt. Just Go a little down. one. <laughs> Get some more sleep. I'm going to nuzzle her head. Yeah, and I tuck Fluff back, her head. Tuck oh. back in. Oh, the half-orcs have been as well. <laughs> 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 All right, well, 
with uh, Volan on guard duty and Emily snuggled up in her little bean blankets. I think that is a good place to call it for this evening. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Uh, again, you can catch Geeks in the Walls on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Google Podcasts. Podcasts, and Radio Free, I think it is. Don't ask me. <laughs> you can find us all over the place. Um, co- our coffee link is in our Anchor bio. Feel free to buy us a coffee. And uh, yeah, thanks everyone, and we will see you again soon. Bye. Have Bye. fun.